This is the Partnership Podcast, where we bring you all things business from the Vale Valley, including business news, current issues, advocacy alerts, community conversations, and more. Presented by Vale Valley Partnership. This is the Partnership Podcast. Uh, glad to have you with us wherever you're catching us, whether it be in the car or at work or, I don't know, in the shower. Do you listen to podcasts in the shower ever? Not in the shower. No, I sit it on the uh, counter every so often and, uh, and listen along, but no. Then it's just somebody talking to you in the shower. And yeah, that's kind of weird. weird. <laughs> uh, my name's Eric. The other vocal stylings you're hearing is Mr. Chris Romer, President and CEO of Vale Valley Partnership. We're here to talk about uh, something called advocacy today, something that... Uh, is a word that I, you know the students are spelling. They have some idea. I have some idea of what we do. But talk about advocacy as part of the umbrella of the Vale Valley Partnership. Why it's important to us, and more importantly, why it's important to our businesses. Yeah, thanks, Eric. And advocacy is is one of those things that continually pops up as one of the top two or three things that we do here at Vale Valley Partnership in our Chamber of Commerce role. And what does that mean? It means that we are the voice for business. We are working at a federal level, at a state level, and at a local level, working with our elected officials um, to advocate on behalf of our community and, and building an environment for our businesses where they can focus on their business and, and grow and thrive and take care of their people and not worry about nonsense coming from Washington or or Denver. Now, there's always going to be some of that, uh, but we work with various different coalitions and, and directly on our own to be a voice for their needs. And we listen to our members. Um, we have lots of ways we do that, from, from surveys to focus groups, one-on-one -on -one discussions to being involved in, in various different levels, all to make sure that uh, these things that happen behind the scenes um, have as little or, or the smallest possible impact on our community and that we're communicating to our businesses what the upcoming changes are. So advocacy is one of those things, political action, advocacy. It, um, our members know it's important and um, they also know they probably don't have time for it. So it's an important role that we fill here, here at the partnership. You know, that's one of the things that uh, we've noticed over the years is that geography plays a lot into this as well and not to, you know, to say nice things about you, but you've been called like the voice of the mountains. Like, let's go hear what uh, what Chris has to say for the voice of business in the mountains. Uh, a lot of times it seems like, you know, these big decisions are made on the front range or with people that can actually show up and be there. You often travel down to Denver, meet with legislatures. Uh, and I know a lot of other mountain communities just kind of assume things are going to work out okay and sometimes in your direction. Are you okay with the title of being like the voice up here? Well, it's, I, 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 yeah. I don't know how comfortable I am with that. It's an honor that, that people would say that. And I, we've, I've been called a lot worse, Yeah, yeah Eric. that's true. Um, yeah. So it's, it's an honor. It's a good thing. It, it, we are often, when I go to Denver to testify on behalf of a piece of legislation or against a piece of legislation, we are often the only people in the room that are not from the front range. It's a big commitment of time and energy to go testify or write letters and reach out to legislators. And I think in our mountain communities, there's just not a lot of um, organizations who are, are structured to be able to do it effectively. Yeah. So yes, it's a great honor. Um, we're happy to work with our neighbors and colleagues in our neighboring communities to raise the voice as needed 
Um, but it's, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable with that title. So <laughs> well, I do we'll go from there. A lot of times when you do go down to Denver, it's not just Eagle County that uh, you're advocating for. You're speaking with the interests of Telluride and Steamboat and Summit County in the back of your head or even in the forefront of your head. In the forefront yeah. often because our, our challenges in the mountain communities across our entire region from Summit to Route, Pitkin, Garfield, Chafee, Lake, Eagle, you know, this Garfield County, the central Rockies region our challenges are very similar, be it behavioral health or transportation, be it housing or workforce, the businesses, the issues that that businesses face, um, they don't know geography, they don't know parochial boundaries, yeah. right? So yes, I'm speaking on behalf specifically of Eagle County or for Eagle County and for the needs of our businesses based on what they've told us um, and that has that that can often have um, similarities in neighboring counties. So it, it, I, I, I'm comfortable with it, even if I don't like it. <laughs> so let's get right into some of the uh, issues that we're talking about. You mentioned some of our greatest hits that uh, always come up. We're always going to be talking, it seems, about transportation and housing and health care and child care and these pieces. But in this coming legislative session, are there bills that you're looking at? Are there things that are going to make real actual difference to the businesses here in our community? Yes. Okay. On a positive side and on a <laughs> negative side, there's some good things and there's some uh, concerning things. Okay. Um, as it is often the case, I think we're fortunate to have legislators, uh, Senator Donovan and, and Representative Roberts, who will listen um, and are very thoughtful. They don't always vote the way that the chamber would support but they often do, and yep. they always listen. So I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful that they are willing to take our calls and listen to our, our viewpoint. And, and again, often but not always in alignment with, with our position on issues. On our website at valevalleypartnership.com, we have right at the top an advocacy and legislation button. And people can um, click there, and they can actually see the bills that we are tracking. And as our board looks at... Um, specific legislation. We'll have that updated on the website. The website also has our key priority areas. Um, so there's, there's, there's resources and tools for people to find that. Now that said, for this year's session, I think the number one top priority bar none is replenishing the unemployment insurance trust fund. That's something that impacts every business um, because of the pandemic and COVID-19 and the, uh, the, that, that fund that businesses pay into via payroll taxes um, was fully depleted. It, it was gone. So we have um, upwards of a billion dollars in federal debt that will be on the backs of the business community to backfill. Governor Polis has proposed to backfill that trust fund with $600 million of relief funds, of federal relief funds. We applaud that. It's a great thing. We would love it to be more. We advocate for our legislators to honor the governor's proposal to backfill that trust fund um, and, and hope that the Joint Budget Committee and the legislature does so because it will save businesses directly on their expense line item. It will save their bottom line. Otherwise, our, if we don't do this, and many states have, many states have used that federal money to backfill the unemployment insurance trust fund. 
Um, but, but expenses for businesses will go up drastically if this isn't done um, because that onus will be put 100% on the business community for something, frankly, that was completely out of their control. So let's use that federal money. We applaud the governor um, and hope that the legislature does at least the $600 million, if not more. That's the Unemployment Insurance Trust Fund, one of the bills that we're going to be watching uh, very, very closely and one that you'll be advocating strongly in favor for. So yep, we've joined a statewide coalition um, of business groups from around the, around the state um, to support the governor's proposal and encourage them to do more. There's, you know, this frankly is a, a kind of an inside baseball topic. It's not something that a lot of people understand or recognize. Um, and our legislatures through legislators, through no fault of their own from around the state, if they haven't run a business, they don't know what this is. They, they don't understand the impact that it has on people's bottom line. So we will be working to educate them and to encourage them and to support them and to um, support the governor's proposal and, and more. I like when uh, when people use the term like sexy to describe a bill or something and they say this isn't the sexiest bill. You know, you couldn't you didn't talk about housing or anything, the big sexy ones. But this is something like you said going to directly affect every business here. in New Every York single County. business. And Thanks for working on the non-sexy ones. too. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's sometimes you got to do it. <laughs> Talk to me about housing. Let's hit one of the... Oh, other. you want to hit one of the sexy topics Let's, now. Come on. We just we talked about unemployment. Give me one of the good ones. Yeah. So we all know across Colorado and certainly in the mountain region in Eagle County, workforce housing is our, our number one priority, number one challenge facing community, number one challenge facing business. Every survey we've done um, for the past 15 years has showed housing as, as the number one issue. Um, so there's, there's quite a bit coming and, and I'll, I'll avoid some of the specific legislation because we're only a week and a half into the session and there's hundreds of bills that will be introduced across a variety of topics that haven't been introduced yet. But for housing, um, there is a recommendation um, from a work group of legislators that included Representative Roberts representing Eagle County and Route County. Um, and that group recommended dedicating $400 million in federal stimulus funds to go towards housing, um, with a lot of that money going to loans and grants to build apartments or for sale housing. Um, we think we're going to be monitoring all of this. And there's opportunities here in Eagle County for some of that money to be used. Without, without sharing too much, there's very real impactful projects in the center of the valley that would be a absolute home run. None of these things are easy. Um, it's gonna require a lot of, of collaboration. It's gonna require some partnerships with, with state agencies, um, but, but could truly be a little bit of a game changer. And I don't use that term when it comes to housing very often because you know, we need to, I've been, I've been clear, it needs to be bits and pieces and fits and starts and fixing the problem is really making the problem is making it better versus actually fixing. There's a proposal on the table that could be, could be done through this fund um, with some collaboration that would be a very impactful program that we're really excited about and we're going to continue to advocate for. I like that uh, that you appreciate that there are so many different fits and starts and so many pieces. And all of you out there in Radio Land, you understand that as well. That uh, so many people in this valley would love a silver bullet for all of these. But you're saying this one 
I don't want to use like gun analogies, but there is no specific silver bullet. No, there's no silver bullet. It's but 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 you can't, and we can't build our way out of it, which is why Avon and Vail deserve a lot of credit for passing the workforce housing sales taxes and lodging taxes that they did last November. Uh, but the state plays a role here oftentimes, and, and in this case, the state has some funding. Um, the state that committee worked really hard to allocate some funding, and there's there's some opportunities that would be very positive for us. Uh, which other ones do you want to hit? I mean, obviously, transportation is a big deal that uh, we continue to talk about. I know you sit on yeah. many different coalitions. And, and on a transportation groups. level, you know, the voters passed um, some statewide efforts, and the feds passed some some efforts around transportation infrastructure. Um, we're working locally on a regional transit authority um, that could help in, improve our um, and expand our transit access and reach and frequency. Uh, so that's one we're always, always aware of. You know, the, I think, you know, there's a couple others, Eric, that are worth talking about when we talk about the state specifically. And it's workforce development and education. These things impact our community, but they impact our businesses. You know, the ability for, you know, we need a robust talent pipeline to grow our own. And we're working on that in many ways at the partnership through CareerWise and partnerships with Eagle County Schools and Youth Power 365 and others. Um, but there's, there's a role, there's a role for the state legislature um, to be part of the solution and really help our college system and, and uh, including Colorado Mountain College in our region, um, help our businesses um, and really be, be part of the solution for labor shortage in some of our key sectors, primarily healthcare, education, behavioral health, some of these key focus areas, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah. You know, the other, the other thing I would, I would point out for um, those who are listening is really the implementation of paid family leave. That is something that voters in 2020 approved a statewide program to create a family leave program, which would give all workers as much as 12 weeks of annual paid leave for family and medical emergencies. And there's a new division at the state that's going to be working to hash out the rules um, before they begin collecting fees in 2023 and allowing leave in 2024. So now, now the devil's in the details, right? We passed it as a state. Um, so regardless of what you think about it, I, I personally think family leave is a good thing. We, we should have robust family leave. Um, but they could really screw it up yeah. or they could do it in a real thoughtful, pragmatic way. So we'll make sure we're at the table again with our, the partnership as well as um, statewide business coalitions that we are a part of in order to make sure it's, it's business friendly and make sure that we're honoring the original intent of the voters and that it doesn't get bogged down by regulatory aspects and slowed down by um, adding layers and layers of red tape, but instead accomplishes the original goal of what that was supposed to be. So that's going to be that's going to be a really big one that we'll be a part of. And and last and certainly not least, I mean there are hundreds and hundreds of bills that will come through, and it's an election year, so some of those bills are never intended to pass. They're intended to position a legislator. Um, for an upcoming primary battle or for an upcoming general election thing. They just want to be on the record as voting yes or no on something with no intent to pass it. That's part of the political game that 
is a little bit annoying, but it is what it is. But there are going to be a lot of bills. We talked about housing. There's going to be bills around healthcare, broadband, early childhood. Yeah. Um, there's some of those that we're very supportive of, behavioral health, um, and lots of other things that impact our business community. So as I, as I say all of that and think about all of that, um, makes me really glad and happy that the partnership can provide that voice for our business community and that we have a government affairs committee and a, a board of governors that vets these proposals um, and, and is able to take a position and, and, and be a voice because often, as you said earlier, we as mountain communities, we are, we're often not on the radar in Denver, right, at the legislature. There's 80% or more of our population on the front range I-25 corridor. So that, that means they have a way outsized voice. And what's good for the front range is sometimes good for the mountain region and the state as a whole, but sometimes it's not. And how do we bring up those voices and, and play that role? Again, all with the idea of how do we support our businesses and how do we ensure that they can focus on doing their business so we can fight the sometimes fun but often not political battles. You you like a, a good battle from time to time, especially when it's uh, when it's really something that makes a difference. It's paid family leave or whatever it may be that I you really know it's going to. I'm not I'm not shy of a a good battle with good intent, right? When when we are focused on the mission, in this case, the idea of of being a voice for our our business community and ensuring a competitive environment. So businesses of any size at any life stage in any industry sector, um, things like the Unemployment Insurance Trust Fund, um, I think people recognize the importance of it. It's just a prioritization. We think it needs to be the top priority because it will impact every single business. The you know others might suggest that, oh, we don't need to do that because businesses can pay for it. Well, at what cost, yeah. right? So yes, we, we, we appreciate a good, a good discussion and a good battle, and we're happy to play that role and have a voice for our, our businesses. It's, um, it's, a, it's a necessity. It's not even a, a want to have, it's a need. If people want more information, kind of the closing question that we do sometimes, but uh, more information about one, the bills that we are advocating for and why, and then two, if they wanted to, their voice to be heard. You know, that's the, what we get to do in this democracy, right? You're the voice of the mountains, but if someone wants to come speak to you about something that's important to them or, uh, or put that issue, I know you just love people walking in all day and telling you things they don't like, but uh, no, how would, how would they get in touch with you and how do they find the information we're talking about today? Yeah, everything is available at valevalleypartnership.com. The advocacy and legislation page um, has a list of the bills we're tracking. As our board takes positions, we'll get that updated on the website as well. Uh, my contact information is on the website. People can f- feel free to call me or email me, set a time to chat with me about, about things. I had two calls this morning about pieces of legislation that people just reached out to me and wanted to know our thoughts on and our take on. Um, so we're, we're all ears and we'll, we'll, if people really wanna get involved, we would uh, honor anyone, any member of ours being part of our government affairs committee. Yeah. That, that group reviews a lot of the local land use things and a lot of the state um, initiatives and provides recommendations to our board. So we'd encourage people to get involved that way as well. 
Glad to uh, know that uh, we have a voice uh, here in the mountains. We appreciate uh, the work that you do. I appreciate you driving that I-70 corridor to go meet with uh, our legislators down there in the legislature. You did a really good job, by the way, of breaking down those words. That's you a need to one. enunciate, that Eric. Good enunciation. This is the Partnership Podcast. The guest today is President and CEO Chris Romer, and the topic is advocacy, talking about uh, how you can get involved, but certainly how we uh, advocate. We at VVP advocate for the business interests here in this community and neighboring mountain communities. Uh, if they want to get involved, valleypartnership.com. Chris, thanks for your time today. You got it. All right. More from the Vail Valley Partnership podcast coming up as soon as we drop another one. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Partnership Podcast on whatever platform you're listening right now and find more resources at valleypartnership.com.